0: If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. next episode, Rube, is a packed episode. We've got a lot going on around Viking sports. We started uh, with highlights from last week's disappointing loss to Lewis County Minutemen. Uh, We talk with one of the stars of that game, Austin Litton, Viking defense and offensive lineman. Carter Cochran also uh, has a chat with me. He talks a little bit of Viking soccer and he's also uh, the kicker on the Viking football team and uh, offensive coordinator, former uh, quarterback at Ripley High School, Ryan Simon, uh, gives us his Viking scorecard of the offense so far.
1: Yeah, and the, the Ripley High School training, athletic training program is, uh, has some good things going on. We'll have a conversation with athletic director Steve Lowe. The Lady Viking uh, soccer team is having a, a great season. We'll talk with senior kicker Aubrey Flint and the, um, the Viking cross-country teams. They have a big meet coming up on Saturday. We'll talk with junior runner Haley McCune. We also had a conversation
0: with two Viking greats in their respective sports. I had a chat with Corey Eisner, Viking
1: Football Hall of Famer. And I get a chance to uh, get caught up with Lexi Kessel, who was just a fantastic volleyball player. He puts it on the line both offensively and defensively. He wears number 64, Austin Litton. Welcome back. inside Viking 360 joined now
0: by Junior. Uh, football star Austin Litton. Austin, thanks for being with me, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, tell me about uh, this football team. You guys have gotten off to a good start. Uh, rough week last week. I thought, uh, you know, I thought we played well enough to win. We just made a few mistakes uh, that uh, kept the scoreboard a little flipped on the other side. But uh, it's been a great, uh, great start so far for this team.
2: Yeah, we started off good last week. We just weren't focused very well going into the game, and but. Last but, but against Buchanan, Upshire, and Lewis uh, Lincoln County,
0: I thought we did pretty well. Tell me about you guys up front. Uh, I think that's the strength of this football team, uh, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, and you're a big part of that.
2: Yeah, um, our linemen both ways are the strength of our football team, I think, and our linebackers do amazing job as well.
0: You've got 23 total tackles so far this year. Um, how hard is it for opponents to? game plan when they have you up there, they have Matthew up there, they have uh, 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 Quentin up there. You guys, uh, that's a handful. Yeah, with
2: Matt and Quentin, uh, the, the, the focus point is on them. And then with me, it just makes it chaotic up front.
0: What's it like for you this week? Um, kind of an unscheduled bye week, I guess, due to uh, Oak Hill not being able to play because of the COVID situation. Uh, disappointing or do you think it comes at a good time for you?
2: Um, it's disappointing for the seniors, I think, but I think we need it right now to work on our fundamentals and
0: stuff like that. This team to get better. Uh, you showed a great promise the first couple of weeks running the football. And then last week, even in a loss, uh, you threw the ball really well. This team's showing that it can be very balanced running and throwing.
2: Yeah, I think uh, with our sophomore quarterback, Ty, he does a very good job with his accuracy and then running the ball with Caden and Joey and Josh Roush.
0: What do you like doing better, Pat? Uh,
2: I like both, but probably run blocking.
0: That's What, what would you rather do, rush quarterback or, or track down a running back? Definitely rush down the quarterback for a sack. <laughs> what, uh, what's been uh... – so special about this team so far it seems uh you know i've talked to a lot of guys but it seems like you guys really like each other you really like playing together and you just like spending time together
2: yeah it's just the brotherhood that we have formed within
0: all of our guys so you guys are going to be down to a nine game season now that changes things a little bit but you're still well on track to to be a team that can uh, fight for one of those playoff spots Uh, is that i'm sure that's obviously a goal for you guys
2: yeah it's definitely one of the major goals that we have set within the team.
0: What do you have to do to to achieve that goal Austin
2: um just uh just uh look forward to uh go through every game looking for a win.
0: How has this situation uh kind of made you embrace every moment of uh being a part of this team all the way down to practice to weightlifting to conditioning, knowing that at any moment it can be taken away?
2: Yeah, you just never know what's going to come next. You can cancel it week by week, so you just have to go through effort and everything that you do.
0: Austin, thanks for the time, man, and best of luck uh, against uh, Marietta next week. Thanks for having me. The Vikings dropped their first contest of the season on Friday night to the Lewis County Minutemen to fall to 2-1 on the season. The Vikings got on the board first at the eleven thirty-three mark when Ty Stevens connects with Joey Ramsey from thirty yards out to cap a four-play sixty-yard drive that only spanned one minute and thirty-seven seconds. Stevens again he's gonna throw. He's floating this one up. Man open it's Ramsey, he's caught it in the end zone touchdown Vikings from thirty yards out. The extra point kick was blocked, and the Vikings led six to nothing in the early stages of the second period. The Lewis County Minutemen offense then turned to Marshall Hobbs. Those teams back out on the field. Lewis County first and goal at the two-yard line. The Viking two. Smith under center. Hobbs behind him along with Woody. They're going to give it to Hobbs, and he will walk into the end zone for the Minutemen touchdown. The Lewis County two-point conversion attempt was good, and the Vikings trailed for the first time all season long by a score of 8-6. to The Viking offense stalled on the next drive, allowing Lewis County this opportunity to end a 9-play 51-yard drive. Austin Litton in there on the initial contact. 4:15 remaining first half. Vikings trail 8-6. And the Minutemen are threatening once again deep in Viking territory. Smith under center. Hobbs and Caton in the backfield. Here comes Caden in motion, far side. They're going to give it to him, jet sweep, looking to get the pylon, and he walks into the end zone. And Lewis County is going to jump on top,
1: 14-6.
0: Once again, the Lewis County two-point conversion attempt was good, and the Vikings trailed 16-6 at the half. The Vikings opened the second half with a 10-play, 54-yard drive that took four minutes and 13 seconds off the clock before Caden Hall punches one in from one yard out. Stevens under center. Gives to Ramsey. Bowls forward. Touchdown Vikings. Vikings back in this thing with 747 to go here in the third period. 16 to 12, pending the extra point. Excuse me, Caden
3: Hall. The
4: pullback, the
0: senior. Carter Cochran connects on the extra point, and the Vikings were back to within a score. A big defensive play to force a turnover at midfield by Elijah Miller gave the Vikings even more to be excited about. One of five so far tonight. Minutemen on third down. Pistol formation. Fake to Hobbs. They're going to run the option. It's knocked down. The pitch is knocked down and recovered by Miller, who is having himself a night, Jeff. What a play by that young man. After the Miller fumble recovery, the Viking offense was unable to capitalize. The Minutemen went on to post two fourth-quarter scores, the first, which Jacob Smith ran one in from seven yards out Extra point kick was good. Lewis County led 23 to 13. Then the captain scoring a halfback pass from Hobbs to Snuffer from 26 yards out made the final score 29 to 13. The Vikings will benefit from an unscheduled bye week due to Oak Hills' COVID restriction, so Ripley will be back in action at Memorial Stadium Friday, October the 2nd versus Marietta at 7:30 p.m.
1: Here's the man calling the shots this year for the Viking offense, Coach
0: Ryan Simon. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by a former teammate of mine, my holder on field goal PAT back in the day, and now the offensive coordinator at Ripley High School, Ryan Simon. Ryan, thanks for being with me.
4: Thank you so much, Brian. Ryan,
0: uh, this has been a weird year, man, to say the least. Um, you know, you're th- you're three games in as the the play caller at Ripley High School, what is it? Has it been what you expected? I know it's easy for us, uh, you know, as armchair quarterbacks, to second guess and and say, why did he call that or why didn't he do this? But uh, just from your perspective, what's it been like?
4: Um, it's been kind of what I've expected. I've called a lot of games in the past, a lot of JV games, a lot of freshman games, um, but obviously a lot more pressure, um, you know, under the big lights. But uh, yeah, we've had a, we've had fun with it. It's been uh, it's been a challenge, but I think we're getting through with it. Now tell me, uh, you know, about this team, Coach. I mean, you, you got an impromptu bye
0: week this week, uh, which you maybe expected, maybe wasn't sure. You had some teams that that told you they may want to play and then didn't end up happening. Uh, how do
4: you handle the kids and how do you handle game planning when from one week to the next, it's really up in the air? It's very difficult. You know, you go into a week with so much prep time at this level. Um, you know, watching so much film, you know, working with the kids, uh, trying to teach them what to expect on a Friday night. And then if you don't know who that opponent is until, you know, possibly that Monday or, or on a Sunday or something, it's really difficult. Um, but we've, we've kind of just treated this week as a bye week, uh, you know, stepped back a little bit, went back to the basics, uh, you know, fundamentals, and done a lot more individual things during practice, um, hoping to, you know, uh, get the kids back in gear after, after a tough loss. Do you have enough film to, to do self-scouting,
0: kind of look at what you're doing play-calling-wise, look at what uh, other teams are trying to do to you, to
4: just kind of maybe break down what you want to do moving forward? Yes, this has given us a lot more time to do that as well. Um, Huddle's a great program we use with our video. Um, you know, we can go back and see tendencies. I can self-scout myself. Uh, the defensive staff does the same thing as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, been, it's given us time more time to do that and prepare maybe more for um, whoever it is. What's it been like coaching your son? I know he got injured this year and he's going to miss the rest of the year, but how cool is it, man uh just to have your son out there with you it's uh it's awesome it's It's tough you know because you don't want to uh, you know i don't necessarily coach his position. I'm responsible for a lot more things now, um, so it's tough I don't get to watch him as much as I want to, um, you know especially when the defense is on the field and he's you know he's playing every play but uh yeah it's been it's been something I'm sure I'll look back and uh, be glad I did. Coach, you've got
0: uh, you've got some senior leadership with Matthew Moore and uh, Quentin up on the front uh, of that offensive line. Quentin playing center, and you got Caden in the backfield. But man, you have got some young talent. I mean, some talent that's going to be around for a couple of years. It has to be exciting.
4: It absolutely is. You know, we've got our young guys aren't just young. They, you know, there's a lot of guys that's their first year as well. I have to actually give White a lot of credit for that. He's uh, he and I both have uh, worked on those boys to uh, to get them out, especially in the sophomore class. Um, you know, we have, I think we have 14 there now. I'm, I'm not sure a hundred percent, but, um, a lot of great athletes We got a lot of guys that have a lot of raw talent that we're uh, working really hard to get ready. Every time I see
0: you, uh, before or after a game or during the week, I say, you throw the football? You <laughs> threw the football last week, man. Now, tell me about that. That was exciting. You're, you're, you got a young soft, sophomore signal caller that can that can sling it. He can spin it a little bit. You got some receivers out there.
4: Isaiah Castos looked awesome. Uh, tell me about uh, the balance of this offense. Yeah, that's something, uh, you know, the first couple of weeks we felt like in order to win the game, um, you know, we had to, to burn some clock, particularly uh, week two. Um, but this past week, um, we felt like that's what we needed to do to win. We could tell, you know, everybody was staying in the box, and we had to air it out a little bit to get, try to get them out of there. Uh, we came up a little short, but, um, you know, I think we have to have a mixture of both run and pass. Coach, thanks for the time. Best of luck
0: uh, in Mar- at Marietta, or actually at home, versus Marietta next week. Oh, we'll be looking forward to it. And hopefully uh, those footballs will be flying through the sky so you don't have to listen to me chirping <laughs> in your ear
4: anymore. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but we'll have fun with it. Appreciate you, Brian.
1: only does he play two sports he plays them both at the same time here's a conversation with carter cochran all right welcome back it's
0: that viking 360 joined now by junior defenseman on the boys soccer team carter cochran carter good to be with you
5: uh thanks for having me uh,
0: carter tough start to the season so far i think you you guys are one and three uh, had a tough loss last night down at uh, cabell midland but i know you feel like uh this team has a lot of uh, good playing left in them
5: and and, uh, still a lot of growth to do with this young group. Uh, Yeah, we are young. Uh, There's just some things that some people don't know how to do, but I think if we work with them, we can be a really good team, actually.
0: Tell me uh, you guys' next matchup, I think uh, Monday night over at Athens at 630. Is that Athens High School that you'll be playing against?
5: Uh, Yeah, I believe so. What uh, would a victory over there
0: do for you guys after a couple of days uh, to kind of rest uh, almost a week, which is unheard of in soccer, as much learning as you guys do? Uh, you think that will benefit you all uh, to maybe to get yourself uh, in the win column Monday night?
5: Uh, yeah, I think it will overall just boost our morale, just make us practice harder, just let us gain some momentum because we're kind of on a, a bad streak right now with the two bad games.
0: So you're you're elected one of the team captains, correct? Uh, along with uh, uh, Ian Ganey and Noah Kessel, is that, uh, is that right? Ian, a senior, yeah. and, and Noah, also a junior. So you talk about the youth on this team. Uh, you have really Ian, the, the senior that probably gets the most action, uh, but a lot of juniors and, and uh, freshmen even on that team.
5: Yeah, everyone gets to play because we don't have enough people like we there's not a single person that doesn't come off the bench.
0: Now, now explain to me, I'm soccer ignorant. So you're going to have to explain to me what a defenseman does. Tell, tell me, tell me what uh, your uh, job is out on the soccer
5: field. So we stay, we don't go much past the 50 and we just, we don't let anything through. We just try to stop as much balls as we can. Don't let them get near our keeper. And we also – we can see the whole field, so we communicate to our team what they should be doing and everything. So you still do an unbelievable amount of running, correct? Yes.
0: (laughs) What – some days when you just don't feel it, man, when you're just tired, hungry, whatever the case may be, how difficult is it to – especially in practice, uh, to dig down and get that motivation?
5: Well, sometimes – People are making runs towards goal, and you have to be with them, and you have to sprint with them. And it's just – sometimes you just don't want to, but you just got (laughs) to do it. Carter, you're a two-sport guy. You're a place kicker on the Viking football team,
0: so you're going to have an entire weekend off with no football Friday night, no soccer again till
5: Monday. What are you going to do with your free time? Probably just try to relax, rest Mm -hmm. my leg. My kicking leg has been sore all season for both sports and it's just a good time to get arrested so hopefully he'll be at full power
0: all right Carter. thanks for the time buddy and uh best of luck on monday night over in ohio hopefully you guys get the w all
5: right, thank you
0: ripley high's athletic training staff is gaining recognition for excellence The man heading up the program is Ripley High Athletic Director, Steve Lowe.
1: The Ripley High School Athletic Training Program was recently the recipient of a pretty significant uh, recognition. Uh, Steve Lowe, the Athletic Director and Head Trainer here at Ripley High, uh, directs that program. Uh,
6: Steve, tell us a little bit about the award. Uh, The award is given by the National Athletic Trainers Association. It's called their Safe School Award. Uh, it goes to schools that have went above and beyond in multiple standards of health care and care for the student athletes. And how many students do you have involved in this program at Ripley High? Well I do have approximately 16 uh, juniors in my first year program and then I have five in my senior program uh, that, help, that does assistance for Football games and other events.
1: And Steve, I know the one of the goals of a coach is for uh, his um, student athletes to go ahead and advance to the next level. What goals do you have for the uh, athletic training program at the school?
6: I think the biggest thing that we look at is to making sure that all of our athletes are safe they are performing at their highest level and making sure that they are given what they need to be able to perform well and I think for the athletic training program itself you know I love seeing my athlete or my athletic training students go further in the medical field whether it's a physician whether it's a nurse whether it's physical therapy occupational therapy or going into athletic training as a profession Steve Loke congratulations on a job well done thank you very much
1: Year 2002 had one of the most explosive offenses in the history of Viking football, and the man calling the shots that year was none other than quarterback Corey Eisner.
0: All right, welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by, uh, I'm going to say, the uh, greatest uh, quarterback in Ripley High School history that I have seen with my eyes anyway. That's none other than Corey Eisner. Corey, thanks for being with me, man.
7: Absolutely. Appreciate you having me.
0: Corey, uh, we look at your stats, man, and, and it really was brought to light uh, in this latest publication Mike Rubin put out. I don't know if you've got your hands on that yet uh, called let's bring on the Vikings, but uh, it, it lists all of the stat leaders through the years. And obviously there are some holes in that because stats, uh, we don't have stats from some years uh, way back when, but uh, your name's plastered all over, man, 3,500 uh, total yards passing in your career single season records, uh, I think 19 touchdown passes in 2002. You had 17, almost 1,800 yards that year, 37 or eight uh, total touchdown passes in your career. I mean, now it's been, I hate to say it, close to two decades. (laughs) (laughs) But do you you reflect on that and, and think about what all you were able to accomplish
7: in the blue and white yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you know, it's some of the best memories that I've had. Uh, not just in football, but just kind of in life in general. You're doing lo- what you love with some of your best friends that you grew up with. So it's something. Try not to dwell on and, and waste too much time on it. But absolutely, it's definitely definitely some good memories.
0: The chemistry you had with Jeff McCoy, uh, arguably the best receiver ever to play at Ripley High School, was uncanny. Uh, he was. Double covered, sometimes triple covered. Uh, you were able to deliver the ball uh, in between the coverage. He was able to come down with it. Talk about that. Now, wh- how did that come about? I know you guys have been friends for a long time, but uh, where did that chemistry come from?
7: Yeah, I think it was just a lot. Uh, you know, a lot spending a lot of time together off the field. Um, you know, we were pretty good friends in high school and that sort of thing. So we were always working out together and just talking about football, talking about what we saw. Um, and then, obviously, we played together. Um, I wasn't able to play my freshman year because of a knee surgery. And so, sophomore year of uh, high school there, Jeff and I were both playing quarterback. And so, we were both kind of seeing the same things at that point. Um, and then, obviously, with his athletic abilities and stuff, he he moved out to wide receiver um, for my junior and senior year. And it, it was just one of those things that – it was more natural than anything. Um, you know, coach Marino, I got have to thank him a ton. He didn't put too many restrictions on us of, of what we were able and not able to do. So, uh, we kind of had free reign of what routes he wanted to run, where he wanted to run them and those sorts of things. So it was, you know, just, just kind of one of those things that happened organically.
0: Talk about a coach and coach Marino, a guy who's known for three yards in a cloud of dust his entire coaching career. And, boom all of a sudden in 2002 he's filling the air with uh passes downfield vertically uh what did that tell you about
7: his trust in you yeah it meant a lot um you know I kind of always jokingly say it's pretty easy decision when you have Jeff on the outside you (laughs) you know when when he's commanding double and triple teams uh you kind of know you've got something out there but No, it it just, it meant a lot. Um, You know, there's, he was there for 20 plus years and guys that, um, you know, had played for him years ago could tell you the plays that we were going to run. And so, you know, it was kind of that 52 counter system or 63, whichever way you were going to go and had been that way for a long time. And so it it really meant a lot for him to place his faith in me um, to be able to do that. Uh, Jeff and I always jokingly, tell folks you know we say we opened it up and statistically we did but you know a lot of those games we still weren't throwing it 10 times it was just (laughs) we were throwing it vertically you know instead of horizontally so uh, we probably would have wanted to throw it a little bit more but I think it it really showed uh, with what the success that we were able to have just kind of what a balanced offense could do because even our junior year you look at what Brock was able to do uh, my junior year there and then um, my senior year, you know, Brandon set the single season scoring record at that point. And you had Steve Sayer and Daniel Harrison and all those guys. I mean, we were just as effective on the ground as we were through the air both years.
0: Now, you went on to play at the University of Charleston. Jeff went down there with you as well. Uh, talk a little bit about that. What What does that time in memory mean to you?
7: Yeah, it was great. Um, they at the University of Charleston, they had just started the football program our freshman year there. So it was um a little disorganized, a little chaotic at times, but um, still great memories, you know. Uh, Jeff was able, I think Jeff actually kind of started a few games before I did. Um, So we were both kind of went in thinking we were going to redshirt potentially. And um, he, I think he was kind of started third or fourth game of the year there. And then I was probably fourth or fifth game of the year and we're able to play together for two years there. And he transferred, went down to Marshall. We had a, uh, a new coach come in my junior year um, that was going to run more of the triple option rather than kind of the five wide and throw it everywhere. So um, with Caleb going down to Marshall, oh, Jeff yeah, just wanted really to be uh, closer with his brother and that sort of thing. So wish I would have had him for all four years, but I'll take the two that I had.
0: So what's good now, man? Uh, I know, like I said, it's almost been two decades, which is crazy to even think about. Uh, but I know you—you you come from a competitive family, man. I, I've played basketball <laughs> with you guys, your brother, your dad. Uh, what are you guys doing now? What are the Eisner guys doing now to stay competitive? Uh, we're retired.
7: Uh, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. My dad, uh, my dad does a lot of trap shooting um, and that sort of thing. My brother still tries to get out, you know, pre-COVID um, and play ball on Sunday nights and those sorts of things. I, uh, I've actually moved to Nashville. I moved down to Nashville, Tennessee um, a, about a year ago, a year ago July. Um, so just trying to find different things down there. They've got some adult league sports, um, you know, that I'm, I'm dabbling in and just trying to find the right group of guys that are competitive, but don't take it too serious. So it's, it's a fine balance at this at this point in life, just trying to stay healthy more than anything. Be competitive um, and don't get injured. That's kind of the goal now.
0: <laughs> you, you've reached the old man stage. That's where <laughs>
7: I, that's where I was when I was playing with you back
0: in the day. Hey, so w- what are you doing for work now?
7: Uh, Yeah, I work for a company called SVP Worldwide. Uh, My degree's in finance, so I'm doing finance stuff for them. A lot of people would know them as Singer Sewing Machines. Um, Very different than what I've done in the past. Spent a lot of time in the energy industry and then um, spent a couple years down in Fayetteville helping run Adventures on the Gorge and their outdoor adventure resort. Um, But had a recruiter um, call me up. I guess it would have been early 2019 and just made a good offer. And I had a friend that had moved to Nashville, I don't know, five or six years ago. So was visiting down there a lot and really loved the city. And so opportunity came up and uh, just went down there. And if if there's ever a time uh, that you wanted to be in the sewing business with all that's going on in the world now, um, it's been uh, it's been an interesting year for us as a company. That's for sure.
0: Well Corey, thanks so much for taking the time out uh, and best of luck for you in Nashville which is a great city by the way I agree with you I love visiting there I get down there ever so often uh, but best of luck to you please don't be a stranger uh, one of the uh, best players to ever sued up at Ripley High School and also one of the better people that, that I've met through this and uh, uh, just enjoyed uh, sitting down with you for a little bit man and uh, we look forward to hearing from you real soon
7: Yeah I really appreciate the time
0: Lady Vikings soccer is on a three-game winning streak with victories over Princeton, Spring Valley, and most recently Cabell Midland. Leading the charge is senior Aubrey Flint.
1: Well, Lady Viking soccer keeps taking on the big schools and keeps knocking them off. Tonight, here at Memorial Stadium, it was a four-to-one victory over the Cabell Midland Knights. And one of those reasons is Lady Vikings senior Aubrey Flint. Great game again and a big win for the Lady Vikings.
8: Thank
9: you.
1: What has been the key to the success of this team thus far this year?
8: Well, everybody's been just working really, really hard. Um, Steve always makes us run all the time, but everybody keeps going, and everybody has confidence, and they want to play, and they want to win.
1: Very good. And uh, what, are, what aspirations do you have for soccer beyond uh, this season?
8: Well, I'm kind of done playing just because of injuries and stuff like that, but... I hope to come back and watch the Lady Bikes play for years to come.
1: Now uh, last year we saw the antics, we heard the antics of Davison Flint
8: <laughs> sure uh, scoring is. on
1: the field and this year it's your turn. What is it about the Flint family and soccer?
8: Um, well me and my brother are really competitive so we go back and forth all the time and he's always like you gotta score one more, one more, so I keep doing it.
1: And Aubrey this is still a relatively young team at this point in time, what, what is the uh, potential of this team down the stretch?
8: Uh, I think we could have an undefeated season down the road. These girls are working so hard, and I know they'll keep doing it.
1: Very good. Aubrey, congratulations on another big win.
8: Thank you.
0: Ripley is hosting the Covered Bridge Invitational Cross-Country Meet on Saturday. Ten high school and ten middle schools are competing at Cedar Lakes Conference Center. In the most recent Run WV rankings, the Lady Vikings are third in Class AAA. Among the individuals, freshman Ellie Hossafluke is ranked second in the state, senior Jaden Casto is ranked 19th,
1: and now we hear from junior Haley McCune, who is ranked 28th. We're talking with Lady Viking cross-country runner Haley McCune. and Haley, we have a big meet coming up. Uh, this weekend and you get a chance to to run uh, on the home course at Cedar Lakes. Yep. Tell us about uh, a little bit about the course that one uh, of the most challenging parts of the course at Cedar Lakes Conference Center.
9: Um, I would say your challenging courses like part of the course would be either the field or the hills. Usually the hill gets everybody but for our team it's mostly the field where you got to run you know through it all and but if we work together as a team I think we got it.
1: And I guess the most unique thing about this course, obviously, is finishing up near the old Mm -hmm. covered bridge. What what is that like to come through that as a competitor?
9: Um, Coming through the bridge, it's kind of nice to know that the finish is right there. And pretty much before you get to the bridge, you're you're dead on set to push it all you got because you know the finish is right there. And to go down that and everybody cheering your name and everything, it's a nice feeling.
1: And Haley, you were telling me you have a little bit uh, different and interesting background when it comes to running. Why don't you share that with us?
9: Um, well, when I was born, I was diagnosed with mild cerebral palsy, and I was told I'd never walk, talk, see, any of that, and the doctor told me that I'd have to stay very active to not be in a wheelchair and everything, and until this day, I still have to do that. But from my experience, I feel like I run just not for my health, but for my mentality and to be in something physical and fun. And when I was sixth grade, my mom wanted me to run, but I kind of felt like it wasn't my thing. But once I came to eighth grade and I tried it, I was like, you know what, this is actually good. Good team bonding, good team effort, and I fell in love with it.
1: And let's talk about the team aspect of cross country. I know everyone talks about, you know, the, the objective is get across that finish line as as soon as possible. But there's also a strategy involved in winning as a team. And, and the Lady Vikings are ranked number three in the mm-hmm. state. So obviously you're doing something right so far. Yeah.
9: I would say pushing each other. I enjoy it because when we're either, no matter what, whoever beats who on our team, it doesn't matter. As long as we're close together to get points and everything is the most important part. But to be able to push each other like we do, I think that's a very good atmosphere for everybody to know, hey, you're good. You just got to put forth the effort and push each other.
1: All right, Haley, thank you very much for talking with me and good luck in Saturday's race.
9: Thank you.
0: She is one of the most accomplished volleyball players in Ripley High history. Mike Rubin catches up with Lexi Kessel.
1: We're talking with perhaps the most accomplished volleyball player in the history of Ripley High School. Lexi Kessel was the winner of the West Virginia Gatorade Player of the Year Award. She was also the Mountain State Athletic Conference Player of the Year, winner of the Wendy's High School Heisman, all types of awards. Lexi Thank you for joining us today.
3: Hi, thanks for having
1: me. Lexi, as you and, and you as I mentioned, you won all types of awards uh, as a lady Viking, but looking back on your career, what types of things come to mind uh, looking back on your high school days?
3: Well, um, I'm pretty proud of all the accomplishments that you mentioned, but my best memories were really with my teammates. I played with all my best friends. Uh, we all played together in the off season uh, we worked really hard as a team to uh, get to the state tournament of junior year and yeah just those are really what I look back on and uh, fond memories
1: and Lexi I guess that was pretty special because Ripley is not uh, a regular uh, member of the, all, of the state tournament team but you guys advanced to the states I guess that had to be a special time for the program
3: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the pinnacle of our volleyball career. I just remember the second or third day of the tournament. We had some really close matches, and we were all just thinking and saying to ourselves, like, let's just really enjoy this moment this day because we're going to just remember this for the rest of our lives. It was pretty special, and we had a really good turnout as far as uh, student support, and that was just great.
1: And, uh, Lexi, if if someone out there is interested in taking the sport of volleyball to the next level, as you did, what types of uh, recommendations would you have for them? What kind of advice would you have?
3: Uh, I would say um, always rely on your sport system. Um, I personally went to a lot of camps starting in middle school. I mean, when I first started playing in the sixth grade, I thought I would never be able to serve an overhand serve and uh, I mean every summer I was just playing camps and as we moved into high school we were all going to camps together and uh, our coach Corby Sonico actually hosted some martial camps for us and really working together and building those team bonds was really important and honestly even like meeting and playing with kids from other schools like I've used those relationships throughout my career so
1: All right, we're talking with the 2010 Ripley High graduate Lexi Kessel, and Lexi, you not only excelled in the sport of volleyball, but uh, you were also uh, quite an accomplished softball player and was a member of a state championship team in that sport. Tell us about that experience.
3: Well, again, I mean, that was really great. Um, I really enjoyed playing with my team my junior and senior year, like I said, um, My best friends were on the team. We had a really great coach, and Kenny Swisher, one of the best coaches I ever had growing up. And um, the energy was just really positive. We were all super disciplined, and the leadership we had, especially that senior year, um, really both years, it was just exceptional.
1: And then after high school, you went on to play volleyball on the collegiate level, at Marshall University. So tell us, for someone who might be interested in playing college sports, what is the biggest difference between playing sports in high school and playing sports in college?
3: Well I would really say that playing sports in college, and a lot of people say this, it's it's a full-time job. So um, at Marshall we were practicing four hours a day, every day, um, traveling every week. Conference USA is truly Conference USA going to Texas one week, you're going to Alabama another week, and um, yeah, it's just, it's a real commitment, and like I said, building those relationships through high school, and going to camps at colleges, where you'll see coaches, and going to volleyball showcases, wherever you can find them, is uh, really how you can make it to the top of the sports.
1: And Lexi, not only did you, sports were a part of your life, Uh, in high school and in college, but also in your in your career, tell us about how you have involved uh, sports um, after after college.
3: Well, um, so I play a lot of tennis now. I always said tennis would be my lifelong sport, so I play a lot in Charleston. And through that, uh, I was able to get a job actually working for IFG at the Greenbrier Tennis Exhibition down there, and. Uh, that led me to working at the Volvo Car Open, which is the largest women's only professional tournament in Charleston, South Carolina, which then led me to working in tourism in South Carolina and now in Charleston, West Virginia, where I do sports and event sales for um, the Charleston Convention and Visitors Bureau. And um, I use, I mean, my volleyball contacts, we just hosted the NJCAA um, Division Two volleyball championships last year, and tried to get um, Huntington Spike Fest to come back to the Convention Center. So i mean, I just rely on a lot of those contacts I made when I was younger.
1: And Lexi, if a sporting event is going to come to Charleston, uh, what role do you play once they uh, in, in preparing for that visit, and the, once they actually arrive?
3: So um, it's a lot of event management, really. Um, so you're making contracts, um, really just answering a lot of questions, making sure you're servicing the client's needs, um, up to the event, and then after, you're trying to, um, win them over to come back. So, um, I should also mention that tourism, sports tourism is not really what you learn about in high school, it's an opportunity that I came across, uh, this. I mean, now I'm 27 years old, and I'm just learned, I've just learned about it a couple of months ago, so um, it's really tourism is a really great industry. I've been able to travel to California, Florida, and obviously, we're in the pandemic now. I was supposed to go more places this year, but I intend to keep with it. It's just a great way to meet people all over the country.
1: Lexi, uh, thank you so much uh, for spending your time with us today, and uh, best of luck to you. Thank you
3: again for having me. Go Viking.
0: Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, Hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications.